Holy Puck, your number one source of hockey news, views, and abuse. It seems to be part of the course for the fucking Habs these days. I, I will definitely take all your advice on spark plugs. You're a piece of shit. Uh, it's good, wholesome fun. Vibes around. Good vibes around. Holy Puck. Old fans longing for a return to the glory days. So aggressive. And then there's young fans so who don't aggressive. know what a glory day is. Shame! Braden's budgie. It was such a one-sided fight. It was brutal. That's top-notch comedy. If you don't appreciate that, you can fuck off. All right, here we go. Episode 12, Holy Puck. You're the best source of news, views, and abuse. Uh, not, not just hockey news, views, and any news, any views, news, and abuse. That's right. I'm John. This is Cam. Hey, man. And? I'll abuse the shit out of anything. Exactly. I'll view anything. I will read the news about anything and I'll abuse anything. Exactly. Yeah. So this is episode 12. Um, thank you, loyal people who have been listening to us. Good on you. Surprisingly, there are still people listening to this podcast. I've actually had a really good week because I've been interacting with heaps of dudes that are like, I guess you would say, a regular listeners now. Guys and girls, not just dudes. Yeah, it's fucking sick, Getting actually. Getting all these like, messages and messages of support and lots of comments and people like, you know, you're doing a good show and... Um, there's a lot of Australians which are behind it, which is very cool. Obviously, and surprising local league fans as well. Um, and then heaps of guys and girls from the West Coast of the United States and lots of Canadians, which is cool. Yeah, so and good again, on you, very people. supportive. We haven't had one dude. We'll get, I guess we can mention this real quick. Some dude got real salty at me for posting on like an Australian hockey forum. Let me saying, just say, I had a lovely time. All I said was, "Hey, if you're interested, check out the podcast." I wasn't selling anything. Saying, hey, if you're into it, great. If not, send it right back. And he got cut. He was really cut. He's like, yeah, how dare you talk about anything that's not Australian? But do you know what was mad? The amount of people were like, yeah, fuck that guy. This yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I even got a bunch of, I got a Literally bunch of, everyone. I got a bunch of like uh, IMs from a bunch of the dudes that were like, yo, ignore that motherfucker. He's boring as you guys are great. Oh, that's sick. Well, yeah. good on everyone. So let's kick right into this week's burning issues. <laughs> Can I say, by the way, we've got so many burning issues. It seems like last week, I'm not going to say it was a lull, but all the news coming out of the National Hockey League was pretty Very straight down serious. the line. Very, Very serious. serious. It, didn't, it didn't give us the room and the creative flexibility that we need to carry on with it, our usual sense of fuckheadery. Well, this reaching week, into our fantasy roots, we like a little bit of flex, so to Love speak. Love a bit of flex. Love some flex. Yeah. So Maybe some dabs. This, oh, wow. Stop. The dab's dead. <laughs> Hillary Clinton did it and it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> White people! <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, know the, the, the league has given us so much gold this week, I actually didn't know where to begin. Is that because everyone's being a giant fuck hat this week? Really, but... It's kind of like the, the, the league news gods gifted us something to start this week because in the course of today, and our run sheet was already finished off, all this cool shit happened. <laughs> From the top, the league has upheld Dennis Widerman's 20-game suspension. Yay! My Would this be because he was sending texts calling them fuckwits? Well, I got a question, though. Did they make the decision before or after a friend of his, great friend, by the way, Good le- on you. leaked that Dennis... Leaked these texts. Apparently, it wasn't even that bad, though. Dennis Widerman messaged like a close friend, a confidant, saying, yeah, oh, this hey, is- hey, man, like the league's really cooking it. This is unfair. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is because of the bullshit media and stuff. And the bullshit yeah. refereeing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the media and the refs. Fuck them. Relatively right? inoffensive in the grand scheme no of things. No swear words, either. We're just yeah. dropping them in for... Because that's how we speak. Exactly. And Dennis Widerman's friend, and if you can see me, I'm sitting here making the... Ah, uh, yes, the proverbial, the proverbial inverted, inverted commas. commas. He's like, oh, I'm going to screenshot this shit and send it to a newspaper. Dickhead. So, did the league decide to uphold his suspension before or after that? Okay, we've not, we have not discussed this. I reckon that they were going to do it anyway. So do I, because his excuse of like, oh, yeah, I was majorly concussed doesn't fly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they haven't bought it, and I'm pretty sure no one else has. Saying you concussed would mean you kind of run into him. Basically readying yourself to give him a suplex. It's essentially yeah. like being caught banging your wife, your mate's wife and then saying you've got a mental illness. Oh, do you know what's funny about that? <laughs> <laughs> our, our international listeners won't know what that means, but here in Australia, our fucking joke of an Australian football league is undergoing another scandal because two of we the biggest... We don't need to go into it, but it's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious because essentially two of the biggest <laughs> members of the Australian football media who have been best friends for two decades, I'm one of them's decided to diddle <laughs> the other's wife slash ex-wife and everyone's sad. John and sad. I don't really care. But, but it doesn't stop it from being, being funny. Yeah, it doesn't stop it from being funny. funny. Anyway, so... What, or where I was going to go with that, though, I was talking to someone this week about The Last Boy Scout. That sick movie. What? Yeah, great movie. What? How dare you throw in a Bruce Willis no, no, no. reference without me being prepared? You'll vibe on this segue, though. 
And <laughs> what you just said reminded me of it. And I'm like, man, I love that movie. And I try and watch it at least three, four times a year. Who doesn't? But the bit where Bruce Willis goes over to his, you know, they're kind of separated, but kind of together wife's house. And yeah. he's obviously cotton on to the fact there's a dude there. And his mate comes out. And he just makes it super awkward. Yeah. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah, because his mate goes, look, it was an accident. And Bruce Willis calmly goes, I get it. You know, you slipped on the bathroom tiles and stuck your dick in my wife. That's what I thought of with this, uh, this, yes, this debacle. Of course. So <laughs> none of it has anything to do with Dennis Waterman. Well, I think the parallel is obvious. I think the parallel is nobody believes it. Yeah, that's true. It's all bullshit, essentially. Yeah, yeah. You weren't concussed, man. You hit the ref because he made a bullshit call. Deal with it. Deal with it. Sorry, Dennis. I'm not sorry. Do you know this next point really excites me? So some of you will be all, already across this. Our friend, member of our fantasy hockey league, Matt Ham. He got the John Scott Selly Taddy today and he broke the internet. It was posted by Everyone. CBS, ESPN. Um, ESPN, the NHL themselves. Me. Basically any hockey related Legend. media outlet posted it yep. saying this is fantastic. It was huge actually. It went mental. Ton and of action. Although what was very funny was uh, all the dudes going, oh, this Taddy sucks. You know what? Fuck them. There's a lot of Taddy experts out there. And because I did a bit of deep diving I feel into like their there's Facebook a lot of, profiles. Ah, uh, yes. So I saw internet. A lot of, Experts, so to speak. Real sloppy dudes, right? Who very clearly, A, live in the parents' basement. Sick. B, look like their wardrobe was delivered via time machine that day. Ah, yes. Courtesy of the the, the fucking 87 Target catalog. I was going to say courtesy of the old Navy big and tall section. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they had the balls to give Matt Ham and his tattoo the berries. I'm not into that. I don't think I'm so, I'm not buddy. into that. Yeah. What, what did one dude say? Oh, it doesn't even look like him. It's a traditional tattoo, you fuck hat. It's not a portrait. I know. It's basically a cartoon. Sort yourself out. But look, most of the internet was pretty supportive. We were pretty supportive. We had a great time. So Ham is now internet famous. Well, what, we want to try and leverage this, right? Because I... John, fuck it. John Scott's actually on Instagram now. He is. So I've DM'd him and I'm like, I don't know if you saw this, John. This is a mate of ours. He's got this. Come on our show. And let's talk about it. No, no, no. Come on our show and talk to Ham about it. Oh! If we can get the internet around this, we it need be the amazing. support. So, what I'm actually going to do over the next couple of days tweet is, at him nonstop. No, no, no. I'm not going to tweet at him nonstop. So, I've already tweeted at the St. John's Ice Caps. Sick. Going to start tweeting at other outlets. The scored outlet a goal that, today. The outlet, get around him. Yeah, he did. He's fucking yeah, yeah, get around shit him. out of it. Yeah, he did. The outlet that hit Ham up saying, can we repost a picture with your permission? We're going to hit them up and say, hey, man. Make this happen. Yes. And we're going to get Ham on the show to talk to John and basically tell him why he got the tatty, what it means to him. Because So some internet bro-dowing. Well, people think it's a bit of a joke, but here's the thing. John's got a fucking legend, man. He's become a, he's become a working class hero. He has. So slash internet meme, which is hilarious and also he rep- heartfelt and he, appropriate. He represents, even though he's six foot eight, he represents the little guy. He represents the what, every man. That's what people are missing. The every so, man and the journeyman all yeah. at the same time. That's so fucking awesome. We're going to tweet at his minor league team. We're going to tweet at anyone Everyone we have who to. Listened. We're going to message anyone we have to. And eventually... We're going to get Something him on board happen. and we're going to get him on for a chat with Matt and it's going to be beautiful. It will. Even if it's two years from now, it's going to happen. Uh, I'm not, I can't commit to a two-year chase, but <laughs> probably I, I've got two weeks in me, I'll be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right? So it, we'll, we'll report back in a couple of weeks to see how we, bad we failed and that's fine. You know what? I don't feel like we're going to fail. I'm pretty optimistic. I know. People are still listening to the show, so worse things could happen. Well, here's the thing. Michael Rappaport retweeted from the Holy Park Twitter account today. Yeah, so maybe we get on Mike Rappaport and go, you know what? Huge fans, hard body karate, all that shit. We love hard body karate. Can you start reaching out and going, come on, do the show? Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. I know. Up there, all, all the way up there in Newfoundland. Yeah. All the way up there. Jim and Eddie, Mike Rappaport, they'll make it happen. Yeah, shouts. All, all right. right. Next. What is next? Michael Therrien is a fucking mook, which we already knew. We already knew that. Have you seen have you seen the way he looks? He I looks hate. he looks like one of the bad guys out of like fucking Star Wars. I saw like, someone <laughs> overdub the any given Sunday speech to his locker room the other day and it said no wonder the Habs lose, this is bleak. Yeah. And it's him going like Life <laughs> is tragedy <laughs> and the players are just like Huh? What? <laughs> but um yeah, so today the Habs the Habs nearly won a game, which is pretty rare at the moment. Yeah. PK but then PK Saban like <laughs> tripped on the you ice. Know, very not his fault type of thing. He caught an edge right. I feel like he had an equipment malfunction more than anything. He hit a yeah. divot in the ice and fell. And fell right. I and it's not just anybody, the one consistently good player on their team. And in the press conference, Sarian said PK cost us the game or his fault. Like yeah, those yeah. were his actual words. He said one player cost us the game. Yeah. I wonder who. Hey, man. Maybe not be a dick about if it. If I was time. a coach who was clearly getting the sack, right? 
Maybe you I should would be think wanting, about the yeah. next gig. Maybe you should think about maybe not blowing it publicly. Yeah, I, I would want to put up a good public facade so that if another team was considering hiring me and they speak to probably their key players about it... I'm pretty sure PK is going to go, fuck that guy. Fuck that. Well, okay, let's say... He, you know what he's got okay, right now? Here's one for you. Uh-oh. The Minnesota Wild have a temp coach, right? Yes. Maybe they're looking for a full-time coach. They do some interviews. They talk to their big-name players. So like, Are they hey, thinking about him now? No. But, he, but even in more detail, though, they're like, hey, Mika Koivu, Parise, to come in here, right? What, what do, do you, you think? think of this guy? And they go, hold please. We're going to call our friend PK from yeah. the All-Star game. And he's like, no, no, don't do it, man. Because like, what's going to happen is he's going to toss you onto the bus in like, front of the media. Fuck that guy. And then yeah. the players who are costing you a lot of money go, we don't want that guy. Exactly. So he, what he's got is Adam Oates-itis at the moment. So Ooh. Adam Oates did exactly the same thing to OV at the very you end You talk of about Adam Oates a lot. I do because he fucked us for two years. Yeah, it was a good time. Great time. Used so to, what used, happened used was... Used to the bees. It was an inside job. Yeah. So what happened was he publicly came out and said, yeah, you know, Ovi's not giving us what we need to win. Like... That's not very nice. No. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's like negative 23 right now. Yeah, it's because he's not playing very well. The whole team had a terrible plus minus that year. We did, but that doesn't stop the fact that you probably don't... In You know, in the interest of, you know, team solidarity and everyone working towards the same cause, you kind of want to not say that shit in public, right? Right? Yeah. Right? I'm not wrong. I agree. I think you just say, look, it was a poor effort from the leadership group, at worst. At that, worst. That's as deep as it goes. Exactly. You don't call out individual players. We're not about that here. Especially not individual We're players not about it at who all. have been carrying you. Exactly. Especially the dude who literally carried the whole team and was even fighting that year. Why? Who knows? Yeah, not great. Exactly. Stop it. Hey, um, my mate, Brad Marchant, a.k.a. Hey. the Nose Face Killer, a.k.a. the Little Ball of Hate, <laughs> he broke a Bruins record. Fastest goal. He scored eight seconds into the game that's against right. the Red We ended up losing 6-5 anyway, but that's not the point. But um, I had a great day. Do you know day. something I'm going to throw out there, right? Do you know he's now only seven goals off the scoring lead? No. If I was a betting man, which, which I you am, are. Yeah. <laughs> I would consider hedging my bets and throwing down a few bob on some dudes like Brad Marchand, maybe not to win the um the rocket. But to place but maybe to place, maybe top three, maybe top five, something like that. Yeah. Because he's actually tied with Tarasenko. So dudes that say Brad Marchand is a talentless fool, he is currently tied with Vladimir Tarasenko. Stop it. All yeah. right. So also I read that this record was actually pretty actually decent because the last fastest goal was like 0.6 seconds in like 2010 or something. Yeah, it's so been it was a while. So the fastest goal for like six years or something. It's been a while. He nailed it. Yeah, it was off an icing call or something. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He killed it. Yeah, but, so he did um, a great job. Maybe we should introduce a betting segment. Yeah, I'd, I'd chuck some cash on him for a place for sure. You know who actually is Smokey? So shout out to old Ben who's been yammering at me nonstop about the fucking Canes. Dude. But Even on their best day, no one cares, Ben. I'm sorry. Um, that's true. But he gave me a very, 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 very good article today about one of the Stoll brothers. And let me say... Jordan? Yeah. Let me say, not half bad. What was the article? I don't want to go into it. It's only going to make me upset. But what I will say is pretty fucking good. In what aspect? Just how interesting it was, Cham. Anyway. Fantastic. Starts in the same game, gives us nothing. Pavel Datsuk scored 900 points. His 900th point. There you go. Good on him and his rubbish, rubbish haircut. It's actually, but you know what? His haircut's actually quite stylish by Russian standards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dead air! Oh, look, if, you, <laughs> if you're Russian and listening to this, I'm sorry, but it doesn't stop him from being funny. You know, your hockey players are your nation's greatest export from an athletic perspective, and bad really, haircuts. We need to get to a barber, man. I don't know. Pavel's still rocking the Jim Carrey, aka Dumb and Dumber, aka Bowl Cut. Jack's Barber on Burke Street. Get into it. They'll do you a great cut at lunchtime. Yeah, they will. Shout out, Jack's Barber. Give me a freebie. <laughs> Not happening. All right. So. Well, Marion Hosa took a hefty hit. From, he did. Hampus um, Lindholm Limholm. from Anaheim. Yes. And um, not only did he wind up in the sick bay, he's actually been placed on IR. That's right. So, sorry, man. Um, <laughs> I assume you already. <laughs> sorry, man. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, assu- I feel real bad. Sorry, I, dude. <laughs> I assume he'd already had a hit replacement anyway because he's in his late 60s, but. Apparently, apparently is not. Hey, so check this out. Evander Kane partied all night <laughs> after the NBA All-Star game, slept in, missed practice, and got suspended. All right, here's a question for you. What is it with dudes named Kane behaving like dickheads in Buffalo? I've got an idea. They're all dickheads. Because I heard not only is Paddy Kane a little flog, his brother's a flog. His Evander dad's Kane's a, a flog. His dad's a flog. And Evander Kane's a flog. So he partied at the NBA All-Star game, which means, a.k.a. he was swinging off Drake's nuts. That's why he went. Well, yeah. That's why he went. <clears throat> um, 
Slept in, missed practice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not forget that he had all the issues in Winnipeg. Yeah. Dustin Bufflin wanted to beat the shit out of him. Remember they threw his tracksuit in the shower and he got real salty about it? Yeah, because he tracks, tried to get it. The tracksuit incident. Yeah. Dude, uh, tracksuit gate. Oh, no, my tracksuit's soggy. Don't wear a fucking tracksuit, <laughs> I then, demand mate. a trade. You're a professional <laughs> hockey player. You're supposed to wear a suit. Yeah. Not a tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> a suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god this is let's be honest this isn't making great listening <laughs> no i you know what i actually think this is making good listening we had we were really serious last week and this week is just so ranty it is so radko gudas dropped someone again in fact he's dropped three people in the last two games or since something. i wrote this out he's hit somebody else <laughs> yeah he dropped that dude from the devils who wasn't even looking the guy's oh. just skating by and he just like hits him in the shoulder. I was arguing with a moron Flyers fan, which I know doesn't narrow it down. More Sorry, fly- anyone. Any Flyers fan, apart from Gino, Gino, ledge. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Sabres new kid, Daniel um, Catanacci, he had his head down and he was already engaged with another Flyers player, right? Yeah. And he comes in and basically, yeah, like total headshot. Um, he's done it again to the, the young kid from the Devils as well, who literally, the puck was about... 50 meters away. It was literally down in front of the goal yeah, at just, the other end. Just cruising. And they're just like sort of in the neutral zone, like just in the neutral Elbow zone. Elbow to the jaw. And it's like, it wasn't the jaw. I watched it again and it hit him right in the shoulder. But it, either way, it was still... But the force was enough to... Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, do you know what the good thing that came out of this though? Nick Delorier from the Sabres flat out said post-game, he said that... I wish I was on the ice when he did it because his punishment would have been much worse. Uh, so, yeah. pencil in the rematch between the Sabres and the Flyers because DeLaurier is going to fuck you up. Yeah, because the last fight I saw of his was fucking amazing. DeLaurier is a tough customer. Yeah, man. Although he did get his bell rung yesterday by Chris Neal. But whatever. That, that's going to happen from time to time. Oh, yes. If, you're, was... if you're about that life, you, you know, know what? it'll happen. <laughs> it will happen. But you know what? There are a lot of one-sided fights in the NHL this week. We're going to talk about that later because I can't remember the last time I saw this many one-sided fights. Nah. The last time I saw this many one-sided fights was when I saw the cops beating up this bunch of like 53-year-old dudes at a fucking Bucks party on King Street. <laughs> and there was a guy wearing a white Jack Daniels like shirt with shoe prints all over him <laughs> from just getting stomped by the police. And like, this isn't a cop disc, by the way. He totally deserved it. Good of course on he you. did. Good on you, boys in blue. Of course he but did. That was was the he wearing last cowboy time. boots? Of course he was. Yes. That was <laughs> the last time I saw this many one-sided fights. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, I'm speaking of the Flyers, though. They played the Rangers for the first time since um, Ryan McDonough went down with a concussion after yes. uh, our mate Wayne Simmons glove punched him. Um, I like the fact that the Blue Shirts were seeking revenge early and sent Dylan McIlrath out. One issue, punch though. Someone. Simmons is actually tough and can fight, and I'm going to say he arguably took the win. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, this is our reg- this is our revenge game. Dylan will get you. Dylan didn't get you. No. Dylan actually ate a few sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash, New York. Yeah, Wayne Simmons like- isn't just a good hockey player. He's also a tough hockey it's player. Probably not the target you want to like go for, though. Do you remember? Um, go and cheap shot someone. Don't do you, hit Simmons in the head. Do you remember mate. just after the Wayne Simmons trade from LA to Philly, he was on the Winter Classic. Mm. Series, obviously yeah, yeah. classic series and they had the in-car interview with him yeah and the dude's just got scars all over his head just from like eating pucks and fighting but dudes his he's whole actually life. super chill and lovely. lovely dude though but my, my point is though i watched that interview and i can even remember turning around to my wife and saying that dude isn't fucking scared of anybody nah yeah so new york just just another reason that you are an unlikable bunch of little ass hats yes so, here's some less stellar news in regards to the Leafs. They're going to be playing an outdoor game against the Wings to celebrate. Hang, hang on, the, the Leafs are playing an outdoor game against the Red Wings. That's yeah. never happened before, has it? Uh, oh, no, it has, uh, like two, did, years yeah, ago. two years ago. Yeah, there was, there great was scheduling. Thing. It was a whole thing. Cause, I remember. Cause it was on TV and everything. Because I don't know if you know this, but you know when you do the same thing over and over again, it People becomes oversaturated? People stop watching and caring. Really Everyone. good idea. So the whole outdoor game thing, fantastic. They're doing two again this year. No, maybe, no, three this year. Maybe you change the teams up a little bit. Maybe, maybe anything. Because one of them is good because they've announced that Winnipeg are going to get a game against the Oilers. Which would be sick, actually. Fantastic. I'd watch that. Rivalry. It's Love a it. fresh stadium because Big it's buff. like a, I think Excellent. it's a... It's like a CFL stadium yeah. in Winnipeg, I think. It's like it's a cool it's looking arena. That's cool. I'd watch that. And I get You'd that this centen- I'll watch it. I get yeah. that this centennial game is in Detroit as opposed to being at, at Michigan like the last one. Like yeah. I totally get that. But it's still the same teams. Yeah. One of whom's a cellar dweller and the other one of whom who are going quite well, but mm. they're not like super exciting at the moment. Yeah. It's all 
it's all hit and miss, and it's all you know screams again of the NHL Laziness. recycling their crap ideas, and then really not having bringing anything new to the table. But here's the thing: like Toronto have beef with most teams, or, or most teams no, have, most beef have beef with them. Toronto. Like they could have scheduled them against Ottawa. Anyone they could have scheduled them against Calgary, and it would be a testy yeah. game. Yeah, they could schedule them. They could schedule them against anyone in their division. Fucking LA. Yeah, yeah, that would have worked. But anyone, I, mean, I would like, have said anyone in the Atlantic Division, yeah, apart from Boston, because we've just had one. Yeah, but they could have put them against fucking Florida. Would that would have been hilarious? Actually, that would have been an interesting because the Panthers are a fucking good hockey team. Yeah, and imagine being the Panthers, Luongo where you, you literally live on South Beach, and they're like, "We're gonna go play in a blizzard in Ontario." They'd be like, "Can you imagine Yaga tweeting? And be like, no, nah, not for me.'" Imagine Sean <laughs> Thornton just skating around, going, "Oh fuck this!" <laughs> like, who do I punch? Yeah. <laughs> He's like a fucking great white shark. But anyway, that's super lazy, Batman. Yeah, you little weasel. So the um, wild—they fired Mike Yeo. They did. After I always dropping... like to say Mike Yo. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know how to actually pronounce it. I just say Yo because you know Mike Yo. It sounds a little cooler. You can go Mike Yo, even know. though he's like you know. Super pasty. It gives Very him a nerdy. little, little more street cred. Do you reckon so he waxes speak? his dome? <laughs> Super bald dude. Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> but look, they, they lost 13 or 14 games. They fired him. I get it. They've replaced him with their AHL affiliates bench boss, which is uh, John Torchetti. Um, yes. He's actually been an NHL midseason replacement before with the Panthers and the Kings. However, what that tells me is... He he's, is a loner. He's, he's a, a loner, mental, yeah. He's he's what what are we what's the word I'm I'm searching for here for Cham? He's a he is a I don't know, I can't remember what's it called. He's a caretaker. He's a caretaker coach. Yeah, and I mean look if you if this is your third stint as a step in and you can't turn it into a full time gig, maybe You're not landing it, dude. Yeah. Look <laughs> at how it is. Brutal. Hey, um speaking of the wild though, because I've talked shit on Thomas Vanak before Heaps. for good reason. Great beard. Um dude. he was asked by a reporter if he'd spoken to Mike Yo since the firing. And, he and said, his response was <laughs> I haven't been I haven't spoken to him since I was scratched against St. Louis. You petulant little shit. Pull your head in, dude. You are not the hot <laughs> shot scoring machine you once were. A be an adult, show a little bit of class, and B Maybe that bullshit attitude is why your team has been playing like dog shit lately. And C, maybe think about getting a haircut. D, have you checked your stats lately? Your states, your stats even, Vanek. I would shut my little mouth if I was not performing like that. Maybe consider scoring some point this season. Mm. Hey, hey man, back checking. You heard of it? Remaining on the flyers though. There's a lot of flyers news. There is, but... Good on them, those little battles. But their, their rookie, their little jet. Oh, Gost Pierre. Yes, has maintained the... He broke a record for the most amount of scoring. Uh, longest point longest streak by a rookie D-man in history. One. Guess Thank what? You. He added to it again yesterday. Yeah, he did. So what's that? 15 games in nah, a row? Nah, 13. 13. 13. 13. So 13. that's... Fantastic, though. Does that make him a smoky for the colder? Sure does. Interesting, because today, um, Panarin... Got hit, a hat-trick. Hit, got a hat-trick, which actually mm-hmm. put him into the lead for rookie goal it scoring. It did. So he knocked off uh, Larkin. Who's I, been quiet the last few games? He has. I wonder though, Panarin's leading the goal scoring, right? Yeah. It almost feels like he's still really low profile. He is. Like too low profile to win the Calder because when it comes to Chicago news, everyone's like, oh, Patty Kane. Yeah. Patty Kane. But yeah. Patty Kane. But I mean, <laughs> he's leading the goal scoring. Yeah. He's been super consistent. He's on that line with Kane. Like they're all he contributing is. together. Um, I reckon the Calder voting and more importantly, Calder betting uh, is going to be super interesting because you got. Panarin in the lead, yeah. so statistically... Larkin, who's probably going to lose it. Larkin, we did say it was his to lose. Maybe he will. Yeah, Conor I hope Ma- he doesn't. He's a bit of a legend. Connor McDavid could prove that you could miss half a season and still come back still and Still come back it. and kill it, yeah. Um, I think John Klinberg's technically eligible based on the number of games he played last year. The previous year. season, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, goes to Bier, obviously, because of his scoring well, he's streak. He's got to be in there now. Got to be in there now. Um, Jack Eichel's obviously, obviously having a really good season with well. Buffalo. Um. My point out of all this is... It's looking very, very interesting. Deepest rookie class in 10 years. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Um, and these are like dudes that are going to hang around and perform as well. So it's been super exciting. But um, be a lovely time. I think we should introduce a betting segment as the season progresses. Yeah, I think so. Because Particularly, well, we've only got eight weeks of the playoffs, man. Yeah. So... I was looking through... So Ben and I were comparing The cold is super interesting. Today. Really interesting. The, the run-in... So the run-in for um, a lot of teams is very interesting. Dicey. Yeah, we'll cover that off next week. <sighs> Good call. Great call. Good call. Excellent. 
Hey, um, Patrice Bergeron missed a couple games. Minnesota and Detroit. I felt that um, in my uh, second fantasy league. He did not play. I tell you what, God, Boston just need him so badly. Oh man! Thank fuck he's back, and we got I up mean, against he the Blue. Four games. He only missed two games, two. and okay. so we got up against Columbus. But it's mental. Like <laughs> looking at the percentages, a strong wind could get up against Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the percent, no, they've been playing really well since um Corpusalo got moved into goal. But um. Ah. It, it, it really reinforces how much Boston need him though because like our face-off percentage and our penalty killing was horrible without him. Mm. Hey, um, the Ottawa Senators are gunning hard for Jonathan Drew and there's still no word of what they're willing to give up but, you know, watch this space. Yeiserman has essentially got the keys to the bank and he is like jiggling it pretty fucking hard. He's I'd, be, like, I'd be jiggling the shit out of that. You can oh, call me pocket billiards. I have my hands in my pockets that much. I don't know. <laughs> he's essentially got the rich kids and he's like, yeah. he's holding them for ransom. It's terrifying. He's doing a good job of it too. He's, hey, he's got to be the biggest troll in the NHL right now. There's a, there's a lot of cool little moves that you need <clears> to watch now too because after losing out on Bufflin, um, the LA Kings are looking towards Andrew Ladd apparently. They've even placed Christian Erhoff on waivers to clear some space. How much money do they have? Because... Marion Gabriel took a hard fall against the Rangers and landed on IR. Ah, for those so of you he did that, a little spazway move. For the <laughs> spazwing. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, though, if a player lands on injured reserve and you hold them out until the playoffs, it means it that you get to pocket their cash. You don't get to pocket it, but their salary doesn't count against the cap, which yeah, means you so can you replace can them. It. Which mm-hmm. is what the Blackhawks did last year when they picked up Antoine Vermette. Which was very smart. Which gave very clever. I maintain that the Patrick Kane injury wasn't as bad as they said it was. It wasn't. They just gave him time off so they could... Uh, time off so they could pull off the Vermette thing. Murphy. With You know what? Kudos. Yeah, well, with the Kings. Gabryk's not useful till the playoffs anyway. Nope. This means they can have Gabryk and Ladd on the books for the playoffs. Pretty much. Very, actually. very clever. Yeah. Uh, Andre Pavlik's back off IR. I wouldn't be rushing to grab him as a goalie because... I don't care. The Jets in the season look cooked. Um... He's a good one, though. Dalton <laughs> Prout. Ye of the same name as Swayze's character in Roadhouse. Any we, chance for a Roadhouse reference? Seriously. Look, we know he's a tough motherfucker, but he broke Jesus. Chris Stewart's jaw with like what looked like a jab. Yeah, I, don't, I watched that fight, and it was just like, was like a fairly oh, yeah. effortless, like, like I, guess, I don't know. like And he broke swing. his jaw, yeah. Like, like, this happened to be like an errant swing in the general direction, and then like fucked him up pretty bad, hey. Well, speaking of getting punched in the face and getting fucked up, remember yeah. when Kevin Miller gave Joe Vitale the business earlier in the year? I remember that. Joe still hasn't recovered, and under concussion protocol, he's been put out for the rest of the season. Yeah. So he got he got biffed <laughs> in his first game in the, in the lineup. And it's now the 57th game. His fight against Kevin Miller has cost him his whole season. Brutal. Kevin the killer Miller. That's pretty mad. Yeah. So let's hit some AHL news real quick. Yeah, Roy Summers became the league's all-time winningest coach after 18 season in the league. Um, get around the Barracuda bench, boss. Get around the Barracuda in general, to be honest. I wish I played for a team called the Barracuda. I wish I had one of their jerseys. Have you seen them? They're fucking sick. We should get some easy. Problem solved. Done. Done. Um, and finally, like you said, Steve Eisenman has publicly come out and stated that he will not trade Stamkos. This is a ballsy move, John. We like ballsy moves. You know what? I... I was originally like, who the fuck is this guy? And now I'm like, I kind of respect it. I definitely respect it. Because you know what he's saying? Fuck you, media. And fuck anyone else. I do. I will do what I want. Exactly. Well, you know how like there's a saying, you've you've come to the fork in the road. He's come to a multi-pronged spork in the road because... Wow. Yeah. What does... Sporks. Phenomenal cutlery reference. (laughs) It's like spam. Excellent. Um, But essentially, this means the following things could happen. He's actually definitely swinging a trade in the coming days. Well, you don't come out and say that. Yeah. It's essentially the, we are behind our behind coach. Behind our coach <laughs> firing him. Yeah. He couldn't get what he saw as fair trade value for Stamkos, even though it would be a rental. So he's digging his heels in. Yeah. Which essentially means that he has the rest of the season to convince Stamkos to stay. Otherwise, he walks without return. Yes. I, think, I feel like you have missed one here as well, is that he is sending a message to Steve and his management as well. Saying I'm the boss. Yes, I, I set the mood here. Now he's an old he's an old school Detroit guy, man. I like that. Of course, he's saying fuck you, man. You can't just you know get all the media during the season and all of a sudden, hey, we're actually not in a wild card spot. FYI. Do you reckon he sat them down and goes fuck me, fuck, fuck you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here's the other thing. It potentially complicates the theory of him heading to Toronto. Yes. Because it opens the door for other suitors to step in. 
Are the Red Wings bold enough to move on some? I've got one for you. The Red Wings would give the bolts. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm bracing myself. Is I don't think I care that much, but I'm still bracing anyway. They're going to give him Thomas Tartar, a first-round pick, and maybe Gus Nyquist. Or, How about a second-round pick? Or two second-round picks? Or Nah, I reckon they'll go big. I like a second-round pick. Or did Dallas give it a red-hot go and go, right, you know what? We can't really stop goals that well still, but if we have Stamkos, Ben, Sagan, Sharp, Spesser, and the other young guns that are killing it, maybe it doesn't matter if we can't stop Stop goals. Let's just, just fucking score, score 10 of them. Yeah. You know what? Because they can that's afford not it. A, that's not a terrible idea. They can afford it, by the way. That's not a terrible... It's, it's definitely not terrible. Yeah. Or my final one, maybe he goes to San Jose. Ooh. Because they go right. Well, they've got an aging population. Well, they go Stamkos, right? You're only 26. They go Thornton, you're out. Yeah. Muller, you're, you're out. out. Here's our new core. Couture, Burnsy, Hurdle, Stammer. Ooh. Ooh. You know what? I'd watch. I'd watch that easily. Easily. Red hot. You know what? Good on you, champ. Excellent. Yeah. Good on me. But Excellent you know what? Work. It's time for some good news. Yeah. You know what? I like the good news. Love it. Anyway, so let's talk about the St John's Ice Caps. So they're up there in Newfoundland. In hey, your name's John. It is. Is it? Is me being somehow related to this scenario by having a similar name even making it a little better for me? I feel like it is. I feel like it's making it... Because you must be a really big fan if you've got the same name. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> is your name Michael Bolton? <laughs> That's an office space reference for those of you that don't know what we're talking about. And shame on you if you don't. I know. White people. We got. <laughs> Good anyway, news, Anyway, so they gave him two weeks off so he can hang with his kids. Love it. And then he showed up and Love it. when he showed up, what happened? He won. Yeah. 3-1 over the Marlies. Today, what happened? He scored a goal. And apparently he didn't score a goal. Apparently it was a nice goal. I watched it three times. Top it was shelf. actually pretty good. Top and shelf. It, it was actually pretty low because on, when he was skating off, like he's legitimately head and shoulders taller than everyone else on the ice, do you know what's <laughs> including un- the goalies. Do you know what's unreal though, right? <laughs> the Habs are in such a bad spot. He could actually play. Call him up. Just let him. Although they came out and said we're never actually calling him up. So well, fuck you, Montreal, because the good his good vibes just by osmosis can improve your team. I can't deal with him in a fucking Habs jersey though, eh? I yeah. couldn't deal with that. Yeah, I couldn't I deal with that. Could <laughs> yeah, you? No. no? <laughs> fucking hell. Hey, good news part two though. Um, Eric Lindros published a really good story on the hockey news this week. Um, I actually read this and it was heartfelt. Yeah, like I really love Lindros. I've always wanted a Lindros jersey, but mm-hmm. because he's a flyer, I haven't been able to get one. Yes. Um, it just doesn't make sense as a Bees fan. Um, fantastic story, though. Um, obviously covers a lot of different parts of his life and his career. The, the bit that really impressed me was that, again, for those of you who don't know, uh, Lindro heavily criticized player back in the day because he basically came out and said, I don't feel healthy. I'm not playing. Mm. I feel I'm concussed. And I'm he was not playing. Out for that. And people were like, you're a pussy. And he's like, well, I'm not a pussy, but I would, like, unwell. I would like to see my children grow up. I'm not well. Um, he retired early because of these things. And now 10 years later, the advancements we've made in uh, mm-hmm. medical research and CTE diagnosis, um, people are now suddenly going to look back at him more favorably and That's go okay right. he wasn't a giant he's actually sook. seen as a pioneer he's a trailblazer That's right because he actually stood out for player safety and his own safety and yeah. said you know what I don't feel comfortable playing I'm not going to And he didn't just do it for him he was trying to set a precedent That's So right. all these players now who exist in a league that affords them the ability to go, you know what, I don't feel right, we need to look into this, that's because of him. Well, that's trainers now go, but back in the day, they just go, you're right to play, just get out there. Now, Have some smelling salts, man, get out there. Exactly. Now, they go, do you feel like playing? Are you okay to play? Yeah. And if they're like, well, maybe not, they're like, well, you know what, there's 82 games, what's it hurt to sit out a couple? And it's not even just that, he's contributing personal money and coordinating fundraisers for more brain research. Yeah. And he was mentioning that he's involved in a project that are making some mental breakthrough that 
actually teaches your white blood cells to behave in a particular manner, like a scab helps, like a yes, wound. Yes, I read about this. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I read a lot more about this earlier this week. So what happens is they take the white blood cells out of your body and coach and them, coach them and then it sends them, then they send it back in and then essentially like remove the bad cells. It, it so teaches they, it to like avoid the disease no, or something. It also, no, it teaches it to cure it. So it attacks the bad cells. So they use this for cancer research. As opposed to the other way around. That's right. So they it, it actually attacks the cancer cells and in, did, in cases like these, it attacks the bad blood did, cells. This research like, won't just help head injuries in hockey. This is potentially game-changing medical research. Yes. And we're going to say a lot of this is due to Eric Lindros. And so, that is good news. It is. And here at the Holy Pork Podcast, we love good news. Oh, we love it. Do you know what else we love, though? Tell me more. Baseless bullshit banter. Tasha called disturbance of the mental with her bipolar uncle. Uh, bipolar. Excellent. Excellent news, champ. Yeah. So let's talk about who our... So, Let's talk about our, our cup smokies this year. So uh, we we know that it's been a good year for certain teams in the league. And a not so good year for others. That's right. Sup Leafs. Sup sub champ. Sup champ. <laughs> so let's talk about our smokies. So we've got a nice little list here and I feel like Do you like how I bolded the obvious ones as well? You did. I think it's great. So let's let's talk about the Big the, fan of formatting. Love the formatting. Yeah. Huge fan. Love a love a spreadsheet, so to speak. Oh, oh I fucking love a spreadsheet. Who doesn't? Anyway, Let's talk a lot about the West right now. So we'll, we'll, we'll go through the different divs. Well, we'll, yeah, you've got your obvious favorites, but we want to focus more on how a smoke smoke can are, come good yeah. and why. So if we're looking at the central div, then obviously Chicago are well out in front. They're only... Well, you know what? Dallas just leapfrogged them because Chicago, um, because it was an OT game. Like a one point change hands with yeah, yeah. Chicago. Yeah, I know. I was watching that. I looked at the standings today. So they're actually a single point behind, which is hilarious. But rather upsettingly, I, I have to agree with you, though. I do feel like Chicago is built to win. I feel like win. they've got that resilience yeah, that is I, annoying. I have to still favor them in the central div. Yeah. Um, what about the Pacific div? Well, it's for me, it has to be LA. Like, they're such a tough team. And watching them. How's play the Cali teams in the top three, though? Yeah. Crazy again. Watching watching the um the Kings like play the the Caps and us playing from behind for the whole game yeah, was it's hard like, work. tough like yeah. like physically grueling like thank God Brooks Orpik came back because we wouldn't have won that game otherwise yeah like for real but so, um so those are the other things I guess the one thing people seem to be overlooking though as well is St Louis have had I think the second most injuries this season behind Boston. So we we've actually spoken a fair bit about because well, Andy, Andy from Cheapskate I was, was about to say Lewis. yeah like Andy from Cheapskate called that out so good on you and and good on everyone else from like essentially forgetting about them but you know what Paul Stancy's back popping and another mint of course you are Paul Stancy's back and you know I'm a huge Paul Stancy guy he's on a tear at the moment Jake Allen's skating and he'll be back soon oh, and yeah. Brian Elliott Brian Elliott has been doing a phenomenal job I feel like they're super underrated Jaden yeah. Swartz is looking great. Well, no one doubts St. Louis are ever going to make the playoffs as whether or not they're in the first round. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean... Are St. Louis the team, right? If they get through the first round, can they go all the way? Oof. Like LA in 2012. All they needed was that breakthrough. Where I said if they beat Vancouver, they will win it all, and they did. I think Is it depends on... If they break through that one round, do they go all the way? Maybe. I think it really depends on if they get all their dudes back. Which if, they will. If they... No... In time, with enough experience, you know, with enough conditioning, probably. And if they're bold enough to trade Shattenkirk, does that give them the final offensive piece? Because their problem's always been goal scoring. Mm. Maybe, maybe. So the wild cast in the East for me is really split between two. So hang on, so the wild card in the West, you mean? That's yeah, in the West. My bad. So it's split between two. Between like obviously Nashville and Colorado. For yeah, me, it's Minnesota not, aren't getting back. No, for me, it's not Colorado. For me, I feel like Nashville will sneak up through, even though they've been on a bit you of feel a losing Nashville. Are you? I like Nashville because I, like I was going to say the Avs. No, nah, I don't think Varmalov's the guy to take them all the way through. Neither do I, but I think Rito Barra is. Ooh, ooh, that's a good call. That's a good call. Did you watch that game today? No, I didn't. I was Ginla scored two goals. I was fucking stoked. I was I was actually working, unfortunately. I was working, but I had just the audio going. I wasn't at my desk. It's super upsetting. Anyway, let's talk about the East now. So the Atlantic is but where is the that, action is. Is that the one we're split on, though? So we both agree Chicago. We both agree LA for Central and Pactive. Uh, for me, it's Nashville, dude. It's I, I'm going to Colorado. Sick. I'll see you in what you, eight weeks. What are you basing that off? Um, I much Pecorino has been playing like dog shit. I much prefer Nashville's style of play and they've 
I don't know. I just feel they're more playoffs ready. Renee's sucked. Ryan Johansson hasn't. He's played well as an individual, gels. but it doesn't seem yeah. like he's the right piece. Kind of seems like Colorado are coming good. I don't think they're going to go all the way. I just think that in the wildcard spot, they're more likely. You know what? This is good, though, because we, we often we, agree we on tend most to agree. things. Right? Because we're both very smart. Um, we, we <laughs> smarter than you. Um, dickhead. I like the fact that we're disagreeing on something. No, it's good. And so, I like the abs and I like the uniform. So, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> go Colorado. Yeah. The weed so, state. The weed. The dickhead. Anyway, so in the East, the Atlantic Division's where the heat is for me. So, um, was that a pun because the Miami Heat are also from Florida, or did it just happen to be that way? I feel like it was fate more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Florida, Detroit, and Boston are the three who are leading the way in that div. And Boston I just leapfrogged Detroit too. I'm. Mm, I see how you've got Florida here is taking it out and. I think they're the obvious and logical choice. Well, yeah, it's they're playing pretty ridiculous hockey for the most part. The thing that's always... I read a lot of... Um, I, I mean, I don't comment a lot on a lot of articles that I read, and I don't comment on a lot of things Long on time Twitter. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Exactly. Yeah. But I read a lot of comments. I, like, I, I actually re- like skim the articles, and I read the comments more than anything. This isn't Playboy, dude. You can say you read the full article. It's all right. No, I skim. I'm lazy. But because of comments, often, like, you often find like a lot of baseless bullshit. And so like... That's my I, jam. Exactly. So you read through it, but a lot of dudes are calling out like whether or not they feel like Florida... Uh, are the real deal. Yeah, and whether they can sustain that shit. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I like All I'm saying is, Long goes mad, even though he's like 92... It feels like, you know, they've shipped down a bunch of geriatrics who happen to play hockey and it turns out you put them with a bunch of kids and it turns out to be pretty mad. Look, I don't think they're going to win the cup, but I think they'll at least get to the second round. Look, I, I do think ultimately they will come undone against not just the winner of the Metro, obviously. Yeah. But I think, uh, I, I believe the wildcard slot's actually going to go to the Islanders. Wow. Um, over the Bolts. And wow. I think I think the Islanders can handle the Panthers in a series. Like, I think it'll be a tough series. Don't get me wrong. But I'm looking at a, a four two four three type series. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, I just gave away my cards then. But I mean, for me, it's uh, the Atlantic will be taken by Florida, the Metro by Washington, and the Wild Card will go to the Islanders. Mm. Which you is know, more I, just because I really like the Islanders. You know, I agree actually because I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think Tampa Bay. I reckon they're not going to make that play that Wild Card spot, and I reckon that's going to prompt Yzerman to actually make some serious decisions. Yeah. That's that's what I think it is. I think he's aware of it too. I, he has to know. Like he's a smart dude. He knows his hockey. Yeah. I reckon he knows that there's something. probably probably. Oh, he's almost definitely better at hockey than we are. <laughs> Maybe you don't say. Hey, Dickhead. there's another one I wanted to bring up though, not just the Smoky. So that was you know you've gone national as the Smoky in the West, not to win the cup, but just to cause a little bit of a headache right. and at least get in. I went the Avs. Um, in the east, I'm going the Isles, and you've agreed as the the smoky wildcard slot. I got another one for you though. There's a who's clus- going to surprise us all? Well, there's a cluster of teams sitting just outside of the wildcard slot is. at the moment. So in the east, Pittsburgh, Carolina, and Philadelphia are all poised. If a couple things go their way, they could surge. You know what? I actually I did my research on this today, and so I sit next to like all day. I sit next to a Carolina fan. Not a Carolina fan. The, the only <laughs> Carolina fan. And let me tell you. Their run-in is very, very impressive. You know why? Is it easy? It's not easy, but a lot of the teams that they play, guess who have played them the day or two days before? The Caps. The Caps. So is what you're saying, and just correct me if I'm wrong, are you saying the Caps are going to get in there and soften these teams up and then the the Hurricanes get them on the rebound when they're a little loose? Yes, it is trickle-down banging at its best. Yeah, right. That's actually a super interesting theory because we were putting a bunch of monies on the games that the Golden State Warriors were going to lose this year. Ah. And the schedule that we bet on was we always bet against them on the second day of a back-to-back if the team had a record within five games of theirs. So I bet like Utah after they'd played three games in a row away. Right. Things like that. This is a very similar theory. Yeah. So it's the, it's the, it's the theory of trickle-down banging just yeah. applied to sports. All right. So you think Carolina is going to be? Yeah, I, I reckon the Canes will make it through, and I reckon Pittsburgh will fall. So you, the line. so that would mean by that logic, Carolina will end up taking the Eastern Wild Card slot over the Isles and the Bolts and the Pens. Yeah. What about in the West? Um, you know what? 
all three teams suck, so I'm not going to talk about it. So we've written down Arizona, Minnesota, and Vancouver, and Vancouver have already shitted in a couple of times because everyone else in their div sucks. Vancouver. <laughs> like, they made it the like a couple of years ago, and everyone was like, oh, Vancouver made it. That's mad. Hey, and what, you guys play hockey there? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, thought, I thought you just had a heroin problem. You're like, oh, the Sedins are still playing. That's mad. Um. All right. So you don't. Okay. You don't. Think I don't, I don't think any of them. I, all right. I'm, well, for me, the pens look real. The pens look really good in the East. Um. And I think of any of those bubble fringe dwelling teams, I actually think it'd be Minnesota with a coaching change. Who won today? Ooh, they, scored, they did, and they scored five goals doing it. They did. Well, they had to. They got a new goal. They ha- they got a new. They have a new coach. They have to impress. Yes. And so... you got to. And let's be honest, like. If you're losing 13 out of 14 games, you've got to win sometime, right? Yeah. All right. So if anyone's going to bogart a playoff spot, I said the Pens and the Wild. You're saying the Canes and no care. Yeah. All I right. actually don't care about any of the teams in the West. Well, you know I... what we're going to do? Let's talk a little fantasy. <laughs> well, are we though? Well, you've seen what I've written here, right? Well, we don't... I've noticed, and in fact, you, we spoke about this after we turned the mics off last week, that... We see a spike in, you know, listenership when we talk less about fantasy. And you know what? Good, Good on you. Yeah, <laughs> like, like things, well, here's the thing, right? So like you said, we've scaled back our fantasy rap somewhat over the last couple of weeks. And here's why in point form, like you said. Turns out not that many people play fantasy hockey. Even Shock completely horror. one-eyed mental hockey fans don't play fantasy for some reason. It's more a footy and basketball thing. Point two, like you said, the less we talk about fantasy, the more listeners we get. Who would have thought? Um, point Nobody three, cares. factoring in the aforementioned point, I guess that means some of you find us funny and you enjoy us rambling, which is excellent news. We love hockey, we love rambling, and we love you all for listening. So, we kind of feel like we're going to scale back our fantasy shit in the coming weeks. We understand you need some wants, but we're going to give you an easy rapid fire list and just move on. Yeah. If you want fantasy info, go to the Yahoo website. If you want lols. Just listen to us. Listen to us. We essentially just do the news, but, you know, the good kind. Yeah. So let's the fun just, kind. So we're not even going to do players who aren't hot. We're going to give you 10 players who are hot. Every week, that's what we're going to do. We're going to say, these are your top 10 fantasy pickups. We're going to give you a brief reason why. We're not going to do a preach. We're not going to do trend analysis. We're not going to do is. who's not. All we're going to go is, if your fantasy team's fucked, these are the 10 players you should get. John, go. Patrick Eaves. Dallas. Left wing, right wing. Four goals, four assists in the last two weeks. He's Playing on the, the Ben top line. Sagan line. Woo! Seven That's inch shots scoring. on goal. He will be moved next week, though. And he had a hattie, so those numbers are inflated. But sure grab is. him while he's hot. Markstrom from Vancouver. Goal. Doesn't start on the reg, but when he does, he's red hot. Nine, six, seven save percentage. Sure is. Abdul has had seven assists in the past fortnight and is 11 shots on goal. So good on him. I've picked him up. Yeah, you have. Red hot. Cam Atkinson is the only one playing any sort of hockey in Columbus. Nah, Corpusala has been good in goal. Okay, fair enough. But he's had five points of 22 shots on goal in the last 14 days. He's so. appeared on this list a lot. Good on him. Yeah, well, he fluctuates, which is a problem. Matt Dunbar, defense, Minnesota. I picked him up. Um, Four-game point streak now. 19 shots on goal, eight hits. The wild stink, but he's been great. Get around Dunbar. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Come to Boston. <laughs> Dickhead. So Derek Stepan, who has been streaky all year, has had a decent last fortnight picking up six points and 50 face-off wins. Um, the problem with him is he does not have any flex, but what he doesn't have in flex, he has in face-off wins and shots on goal. So Correct. good on him. Alex Galchenik, um, center left wing from the Habs, one of the few bright spots for them. Six points, 22 shots on goal in the past two weeks. Sidebar, Max Pacioretty has finally, finally started scoring. Man, and guess he's what? been slumping. Guess what? What? He's goatee. Excellent. Here's the thing, though, right? When I hated Patch already, he scored really well. Then yeah. when I went, oh, Patch is a good dude, played terribly. Yeah. Then when I forgot that he's a good dude, starts scoring again. Matt, Max Patch already, you're a great man. You look like <laughs> a doting father and a family man. Um, Good luck to you, sir. And, you know, whatever you choose to do in your life, hockey and otherwise, I hope it goes well for you. Yeah. That's a hex. It is a hex. So Seth Jones... Part of the uh, uh, Rijo trade, obviously, is Rijo. playing very well. Um, mainly there to help you with the sub stats. 10 blocks is pretty good. 16 shots on goal from a defenseman's fucking awesome. Four assists, too. Braden Shen, center left wing, Philly, 5 points, 20 shots on goal, 15 hits. Shen's mixing it up, and the Flyers have been playing really well lately. Mm-hmm. Do you know who else has been mixing it up? Tell me more. Brother Luke, who's now playing for LA, he's won me my hits cat. 
every week since I picked him up on his he trade. He got his fucking bell rung by Wilson the other day, though. Tom Holy Wilson punched shit. the living Christ out of him. Yeah. He punched, he like slammed his head against the ice and then punched him in the chest a couple of times. I had fun with that. I would rather punch myself in the dick 10 times than get hit like that once. Yeah. It was bad. So to literally have Tom Wilson wrap his hand around your head and slam it against the ice, you mm. would rather punch yourself in the dick repeatedly. Yes. Happily. I'd enjoy it. That's how bad that looked. Yeah. <laughs> hey, last one. Um, Richard Raquel from Anaheim, who's a straight center. Um, the Ducks have actually found their mojo, though, which coincides with kids like him stepping it up. Five points, 17 shots on goal, 27 face-off wins, and 15 hits in two weeks is actually a really handy return. So if your league records those peripheral stats, he is someone to look out for. Although a lot of leagues we have noticed do not have the peripheral stats and are only recording the majors, making a lot of the things we say useless. That's a fucking joke league, though. Oh, my league records goals and assists. Congratulations. You don't play fantasy. Yeah, it's essentially the wiggles of hockey. You idiot. You are you are wearing all of the skivvies. <laughs> all of the skivvies. That was excellent. Hey, guess what time it is though? It's time for the weekly waffle. Love the weekly waffle. All right, so Yahoo published a very, very interesting article about the Norris candidates this year. and I was are, right on this, by the way. Cause of course you were, because you are a big... Did you just fart? I think no, you I did. Ru- I rubbed my foot on your bookcase. Oh, okay. But you're, my foot. as soon as there's that's, conversation that's, about the Norris, you're what immediately on it every year. Well, because mo- most of my favorite players... Um, defensemen. Defensemen. But immediately, like... And no, see, if you're friends with Cam, you'll notice that, especially in our fantasy league, as soon as there's... Anything to do with the defenseman, and particularly the Norris t- Trophy, he's like, "Fuck this, and fuck anyone who's writing about this. Fuck them." Yeah, it's accurate. Accurate, accurate. representation of the last four posts in the league. Anyway, this week Yahoo were posting about um, the Norris candidates and the the two clear standouts of Dowdy and Carlson. It wasn't even just that though. What they essentially said, and they tried to do it politely, but fuck you, I can see through what you're doing. Sidebar. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. They basically <laughs> said that if you don't think the Norris Trophy should go to Eric Carlson, you're an idiot. Well, you know what? I don't think the Norris Trophy should go to Eric Carlson, and I'm not an idiot. So Tell me more, Cam. Fuck you, Yahoo <laughs> Fantasy Hockey. No, no, no. Here's why. <laughs> Preach. You ready to preach? I'm actually sitting here laughing and Cam's you're yelling having, at me. You're having a good time. <laughs> no, okay. So the article was chock full of stats, right? They compared the players' output in their own end, neutral zone, opposing ends, giveaways. That's all fantastic. That makes compelling reading if you're a nerd like us. What they overlooked, in my mind, is a very significant point, And this seems to happen very frequently in the National Hockey League. Individual performances and accolades versus team success. I don't fucking get it how people keep voting for award winners for dudes who their personal efforts are not translating to team success. So if your team sucks, you don't deserve the trophy. It's not that you don't deserve it, right? But there's a few, there's precedent for this. So should we be awarding the Norris Trophy to a dude who scores at a ridiculous clip, which is Carlson, right? Carlson's the second leading scorer in the NHL as a defenseman. Obviously, that's incredible, right? Or should it be going to someone who is so defensively sound that their team has a division-leading record and is a serious cup contender, which is Drew Doughty. Mm. They're like, oh, yeah, but not- Carlson scores all his points. I go, yeah. Doughty literally consumes the puck for 25 minutes a night and stops anyone else scoring. Mm. Like, the Kings are on top of the Pacific Division, have won two cups in five years and could do it again, largely because of his play. So you're suggesting How that- is he less valuable? No, I, I like where you're going with this, and granted, I've heard this rant- a few times before. Every year since we've been friends. Yes. Around this time. Around this time when we start talking about finalists and we start talking about individuals versus the effort of the team. And I agree, in a team sport, it's very hard to pull out any individual, you know, legend. But particularly for a defenseman, I think it's tough, man. Well, look, this argument's been swirling around hockey circles for decades, right? Since Bobby Orr came along and he blew the traditional definition right Mm -hmm. out of the water. He won two Art Ross trophies. He won eight consecutive Norris trophies. And he led the Bruins to two Stanley Cups, right? He was a glitch in the Matrix. None of this is me shitting on Carlson. I love Carlson. He seems like a good dude. He's an incredible player. He's going to be remembered as one of the best of his generation. But the point we're making 
is you, the judges, and the people that actually make this decision, you need to look a little further with your comparisons. Um, Wayne Gretzky is obviously Wayne Gretzky. His numbers are incredible. They're almost unbelievable. Would he be remembered so fondly if his personal skills hadn't translated those cup victories with Edmonton? I doubt it. Without championship glory, how would his narrative have altered? Well, look at this. If you look at another generational scoring talent... Alex Ovechkin. Doesn't have a cup, has unlimited amount of potential and unlimited amount of rocket records on his shelf. Still not mentioned in the same breath as all-time greats. No. Because he doesn't have the hardware. Exactly. The team hardware. So... When put, you're put paralleling way, right? to Eric Carlson again. Well, if Gretzky didn't have those four cups, right, would he just be remembered as a selfish scorer? Well, probably, actually. Probably might be a stretch. Still, like, a once-in-a-lifetime talent. I mean, generational talent is generational talent. Not, I, not see, as I see the fondly, line you're you going see, down. But I mean, yes, you very can, good point. There's a precedent for this in another code, right? Tom Brady cops a heap of criticism for football and non-football reasons. At the end of the day, though, he's carried his team to four Super Bowls. There are quarterbacks who are more athletic. They're more technically gifted. He's the right guy on the right team with the right attitude and the right coach. And his play improves everyone around him. Mm. And because of his ability to improve everyone around him... They win. They win championships. Mm. I biff with football fans about this all the time. If you took Rob Gronkowski away, the Patriots receivers and running backs are horrible. Not horrible but they are not like Pro Bowl level players, right? Yeah, but you bring he him He still in. guides them to championships. Mm. All right? You so, know, so, you know, you, you are surprisingly, you're making more sense this year than ever before. I know. You've obviously, looking at the sh- the wall of text that I'm re- looking at right yeah. now, you've written a whole, you know what? We're going to post this on the website. You know, yeah, we should actually post this as an op-ed piece. We're going to. Quick plug for the website. We've got a website. It's mad. I'm going to praise John. John did a fantastic job. It looks great. Ken it's nerd. easy. Um, and Ken we're going to put opinion pieces on there. This is one of this them. This is going on there. But if you look back at hockey this year, right, and we talked about Ovi before, generational talent, superstar scorer. No However, cups. this is the Caps' best season since he's been in the league pretty much, right? What's changed this year? His play has altered. Mm-hmm. It's more inclusive of other people. He's not scoring as much. He's not scoring as much because the load is being shared with other players and they have got the best chance of winning the cup that they have had in his lifetime because they have cultivated a team culture. That's right. In the same way that Drew Doughty is part of a team culture. That's right. So you're saying that they need to look beyond the obvious scorers and look at a more holistic player. I don't understand how they can be pulling the trigger on a Norris Award based on offensive stats. Because what it's else a defensive... It's a fucking it's a defensive, defensive award. award. What are they doing? Very simple. So, I mean, I look at this. The Con Smythe is awarded to the MVP of the Stanley Cup Final Series, right? That honors more than just points scored. Tim Thomas won it, our goalie, in 2011 when the mm-hmm. Bees won. Very simple. The most valuable player. Yeah, the best player on the I ice mean, the whole game. It Doughty, makes sense. Drew Doughty could not score a point for a whole Stanley Cup Series. But he could still hold it down. He and could be the legitimately they be win. the best player. But he could still be the best player. That's right. And I think if you're just looking at goals and assists, you're fucking blowing it. Yeah. So and I'm not. Go, and by NHL. the way, Daddy was just my example. I'm not saying he should win it this year. He's just won. My Smokey for the Norris is Aaron Ackblad because no well, defenseman said, is more crucial to his team's success than him. We've said that a fair few times this year, and he's a legend and great beard this year too. Excellent beard. He's but, only like 20 as well. Yeah, he's very young. But you make a good point, Cham. This is the best, this is the, the most well-articulated version of this rant I've heard in a long time. So good on you. Thanks, man. We'll put it on the website. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. So now we're going to run into probably my favorite segment of, of our entire show. Yeah. Which is where would they be? Where would they be, John? I want you to take this. Yeah. You, you bad boy. So, Ryan Madonna. I so just, I just don't fucking like the Rangers. I really don't. I don't either. I don't either. So when you're flicking through the news and there's footage of some idiot provoking someone that essentially puts themselves in some sort of dumbass, <laughs> dangerous situation, he's that dickhead who's man stuck in truck. <laughs> yeah, he's man, that guy. Man headbutts bear and gets mauled. Tell me more. <laughs> man, man surfs into tornado. He's essentially not the walking, talking version of a thousand ways to die. He's like uh, the the um, the show reel, like the one that hits the floor for like Australia's funniest home videos. Yeah, yeah. How it's like you know, man repeatedly kicks motorboat and boat takes off and tears. He is off. legitimately a, a, one of the many thousand fails tapes on YouTube. <laughs> essentially, 
<laughs> Ryan, your lesson here, don't be antagonistic and then look shocked when someone punches you in the mouth. Yeah, so cross-checking Wayne Simmons probably wasn't the best decision he's made in a few months. In the head? Yeah, not great. Yeah. So anyway, Steve Eisenman, you can have this one. You deserve it. He would be Eduardo Saverin. For those who don't know, he was Mark Zuckerberg's best mate <laughs> yeah. who he screwed out of a role at Facebook prior to the company blowing up. Look, don't feel bad for him. He's still a successful billionaire. His non-Facebook ventures are massive and he's renounced his US citizenship so he doesn't pay taxes. But Smart he, dude. He was still a bloke, though, that sat atop a castle like Eisenman, not realizing it was about to crumble around him. This comparison is, of course, completely reliant on Stamco's leaving the bolts for nothing. Yeah. So essentially, if that <laughs> doesn't being happen, high. if that doesn't happen, <laughs> disregard this segment. <laughs> yeah, and move on. All right. So um, Yaga, and let's be honest, it was it was Yaga's birthday this week, and he let's just say his mullet's looking f- flowing. The big four four and beautiful. So he's forty four. Forty three. Oh fuck it. Forty three. Forty four. Who cares? It, where where would he be, Cam? He'd be nowhere else. Like, he was born for this. He was born to play hockey. That's how it is. Move on. Like, he, he's not doing anything else. Like, with that no. hair and those skills, there's actually nowhere else he could be. You're absolutely right, Cham, and well done Thank for you. pointing it out. I just want to take a moment to reinforce that um, Kerry Price's MCL was flared up in that city. He's done for the season, which means the Habs are fully jabbed. <laughs> That's it. I feel like, and like, like I, I commented to someone earlier on Instagram, but let's be honest, the Habs have been doing a great job of jabbing themselves for a little while. Let's oh be honest. my God. But just like knowing that that really is the final straw. Like when Kerry Price is like, I can't come back. Well, that surely everyone the in the room just goes, like they're already choosing out plaid pants for golf. Well, yeah. Well, surely they could just roll into PK Saban's giant warehouse size. PK's probably got a pair of pants for everyone. Yeah, he's a stylish man. He's a, he's a cool cat. He's a stylish man. Hey, weekly awards, and also someone's doing burnouts in your street. Yeah, man. Get around the northern suburbs. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the awards are actually pretty mad because I wrote these while I was doing a poo. <laughs> and let's be honest, they're pretty funny. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Jumbo Legend, Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Um, but I think that the Jumbo Joe legend of the week is a very Can, you heartfelt know that sound and is? emotional. That's, that's Cam touching his heart. Yeah. Pro- uh, let's say fondling his heart more than anything. That's actually my nipple, but yeah. <sighs> that's what it is. Yeah. So the Boston Pride organization as a whole are our legends of the week this week. So they did an amazing thing this week wherein they brought out, Cam is laughing at me, which is not cool, but I'm they brought out. laughing at that. I just got to send something so inappropriate. So good. In the middle of the, first, the, know, the nicest I'm sorry, thing. I'm sorry. You ruined it now. No, go back to it and then I'll say what the message said. You're a dickhead. Anyway, so the Boston Pride organization are our legends of the week. They brought out Dana Lang and... <sighs> I don't even know if I can get through this, to be honest. All right, the, I'll the, do the it. Game, they brought her out in a wheelchair for warm-ups. And then they brought her into the huddle before the game. So as the lights went down, they yep. rolled, reeled her in and... She gave the speech to to like get everyone psyched Win for the one game. Win one for the Gipper type deal. It was a fundraiser for her and her family because of the extra medical costs and living costs that they've now had to incur because of her injury. It was fucking beautiful. excellent. When you Jumbo just, Legends, the, the whole lot of you, the whole thing. Boston Pride, all of you, worldwide. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, so the bone cruncher for me was a fairly obvious one, not a fight. Not anything. This was an emotional bone cruncher. This was an emotional one. This was a fuck you get out of town. So <laughs> Mike Yo got fired this week. And let's just say it was probably the most unemotional firing I've seen in quite some time. It was so casual. Yeah. It was like they did it via, via like a like The a press memo. release was literally one paragraph. Mike isn't our coach anymore. We, yeah. have, a, we have a new it, coach. Goodbye. They literally gave the goodbye and good luck. Not even a thank you for your commitment and blah, blah. It was goodbye and good luck. Get the fuck out of town. So... The Bone Cruncher goes to the Minnesota Wild ownership for their completely unemotional, no sentiment driven firing, publicly no less. Yeah, and on a side note though, back to the physicality that we know and love, there was three heavy one-sided fights in the last 24 hours. And all of them were brutal. But the worst of them, Chris Neal gave Nick DeLaurier an absolute tune-up. I'm pretty sure he broke his nose because <laughs> yeah. DeLaurier is a tough cat and he kind of held his head out and was like, 
yeah, no, man, I'm done. And took his helmet <laughs> off and his nose was just The like, refs, did uh, you see it? Like, he was just kind of dangling and the refs, like, just sort of pulled him up. They're like, the yeah, he's like, done, man. Yeah, they're like, yeah, are you okay, son? He's like, Ugh. Yeah, so, like, Delorier tough. would kick seven shades of shit out of me and most people. And, and he had a terrible time. Yeah. The Steve Lott dog act of the week. Now, this is actual, this is actual dog shit. You fuck. This has got you written all over it. You fuck. Ah, uh, the dog act of the week. You fuck. The Steve Lott dog act of the week. So, the Steve Lott dog of the week is oh a very God. obvious one. This was so dog. So, I'm actually going to, I'm going to go through the whole thing. I'm, this, the, the whole story this is, is yours, baby. so shit. So, this one was by far the easiest. Happen, happened last week um, at a... In a QM, sorry, let me start again. A QMLJHL, which is the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League for those playing at home. A ref copped a tinny the nuts during the match between the Huskies and the, and the Armada. The North Americans, a tinny is a beer, by the is way. It's a beer bottle. Yeah, that's right. Um, so to continue, a Huskies player was dished out what we, what we might call a soft penalty. And according to the rest of the crowd, it was indeed soft. Almost as soft as those nuts after the tinny. Oh, yes. So, in accordance with the mob rules mentality, Perron, who was the player at the end of the penalty, so to speak, his brother tossed the beer at, in question at the referee and happened to copy right in the balls. So fucked. So fucked. Luckily, the dude brushed it off, closed the game out like a legend. But this is clearly the dog act of the week because... What a shit family. Not only are they sore losers, but these beer-throwing, integrity-of-the-game-reducing assholes. Rules are rules, man. Officials are actually working at the game. They're actually endangering... Imagine his... going into the office, right, and, and someone threw a can throw... of coke at your dick. You would be <laughs> filthy. Yeah. Like, seriously. Poor form Peron fam- family. And you know what? Fuck you and both your kids. Serious question. What brand of beer was it? How much was left in the can? Jury's still out. <laughs> Imagine if it was Foster's. <laughs> if only it was. <laughs> hey, um, before we um piss off, I just read something really cool. Tell me more. South Carolina Stingrays uh, of the AHL just signed Kelly Zajac. Oh, is this? Could this be? Is this? Is it no? Is it? Tell me more. The forward comes from a hockey family. His father, Tom, played collegiate hockey for the University of Denver. Tell me more. He also has three bro- uh, brothers who play hockey. Tell me more. Younger brother, Nolan. Yep. <laughs> Nolan's Excellent. Ajax, University be- of Denver. Yep, you're a white guy. Older brother, Darcy, yes. plays in Denmark. Getting closer. Other older brother, Travis Zajac! Zajac watch. That means we've got another, <laughs> we got another Zajac this close to the NHL. Which means we've got another Zajac to talk crap about R.E. Sidney Crosby. I tell you what. Kelly Zajac, if you are half the man that Travis Zajac is, we're happy to have you, man. Oh, yeah. Welcome aboard. Well, we, you know what? I feel a podcast coming about this. Mm. So there it is. Episode 12 in the bag. Another huge week in hockey. I hope you had a good time. I also had a good time. John Scott's still hitting us in the fields and hitting Tam in the ham. Ham, <laughs> ham in the little little tatty spots, which is good. What a mad tatty that is, too, by uh, the way. Trade scene's about to go gangbusters. And if your surname is Kane, there's a good chance. You're, you're a gonna, giant flog. Yeah, you're going to fuck your life up in Buffalo. Um, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Holy Puck Podcast, and you can make sure you website. go to holypuckpodcast.com because it's rad. We're gonna have totally rad. Op-ed pieces and all the shows are on there too. Yeah, and Cham's giant wall of text, re the defenseman choices for the Norris this year, will be on there at the end of the show. Well written, thank you. Excellent. So there it is, episode twelve done. Peace. <laughs>